This is the weekly message from Hope Church Malmesbury. We're so glad you can join us. This week's sermon is part of our series, The Promise and the Purpose. We're walking slowly through the Gospel of Luke, verse by verse, promise by promise. Find out more about Hope Church and how to support our ministry at www.thehope.church. I hope this message will help you to see the good purpose that God has for your life and help you to walk in faith and rely on his promises every day. Here's the message. Excellent. Okay, well, this morning I wasn't supposed to be preaching. Someone else was. And yet they couldn't do it and it fell to me as a very appropriate passage for me, if you know me well. So let's have a look at it. Luke chapter 18, verses 15 to 17. And I shall tell you now, I had to remove six pages of notes because I have a lot to say about just these two words, uh, two verses, three verses. Um, And you'll see why. Let's read it. Now, they were bringing even infants to him that he might touch them. And when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. But Jesus called to him, say, to them, saying, Let the children come to me, and do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. I'm actually feeling really moved right now as I'm reading it. And it's not exactly the first time I've read that verse. (laughs) I'm feeling really moved. I'll explain more in a minute, but um, let's carry on. The disciples rebuked parents for bringing their children to Jesus. Perhaps the disciples thought that the children would be a nuisance and get in the way of Jesus' important ministry. Jesus is, is God on earth. Get these children out of the way. He's got things to do, important things to do. Move the children. Sadly, in many churches today, the experience of parents and children is exactly the same. Shh, don't let your baby cry. Shh, take him out. Shh, can't you put a dummy in it? Oh, feed it, feed it. Here, bring sandwiches, bring sandwiches. Feed the child, feed the child, feed the child. It's just like dog training, it's easy. We don't want to hear children in the room. Why are they playing? They're banging, they're banging those blocks. Shush, shush, stop those children, take them out. Send them away. Take the children away. Because we're doing important stuff in here and the Holy Spirit is far too grown up for them. Verse 16, but Jesus called to them, called them to him. Oh, that's where I'm getting stuck. I can't read my own words here. Called them to him. He called them to him. He beckoned them to him. He said, come over. No, no, children, come. Children, come. Let the children come to me and do not hinder them. For to such belongs the kingdom of God. Do not hinder them. It means don't get in the way or cause them to stumble or stop. To such belongs the kingdom of God. Did you get that? To the children belongs the kingdom of God. So what is the kingdom of God? I seem to be forever preaching on it for some reason recently. It is heaven. 
Heaven is the kingdom of God. And this is something that Jesus often says when he works in miraculous powers throughout the Gospels. You hear him say, the kingdom of God has come near to you. The kingdom of God has come near to you. Because it's the evidence of heaven. God in action, fulfilling his promises in the space around you. (laughs) The kingdom of heaven has literally come here in this room today. That is what he's saying. So he says, let the children come to me, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Children are carriers of the miraculous outworkings of faith. The kingdom of God belongs to them. It's not borrowed. It's fully theirs. And I am one of the senior pastors of Hope Church. And it feels really fitting that today I get to teach on this because I want to lay it down right now that this is how Hope Church feels about children. And I know Mark agrees. This is how Hope Church feels about children. To such belongs the kingdom of God. You know, the dictionary says that such, the word such, means of the type previously mentioned. Well, what was the type that was previously mentioned? Children. So, to such belongs the kingdom of God. That means that according to Jesus, the kingdom of God, that's the miraculous evidence of heaven, belongs to those who are like children. They are of the type of children. This is why he then says, Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. So, it's pretty clear that Jesus wants us adults to respond to him like a child. So I think it's helpful if we take a moment to think about how children receive from God. Let's have a look at a story in the Old Testament in 1 Samuel 3, verses 1 to 10. Now, the boy Samuel, the boy Samuel, was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no frequent vision. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his own place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel, and he said, Samuel said, here I am, and ran to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call, lie down again. So he went and lay down. And the Lord called again, Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time, and he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place, and the Lord came and stood, calling as at other times, Samuel. Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant hears. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I am about to do a thing in Israel at which the two ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. 
And I'll leave that as a cliffhanger. You can go find out what happens next by reading the rest of the book of Samuel if you want to. Now, I want you to notice the word of the Lord, that's his direct talking to people, was rare in those days. There was no vision, it says. There was no frequent vision. God didn't seem to be talking in those days. And then God decides to talk. And who does he bring his rare word to? Not the adult priest, Eli, but to the boy, Samuel. Samuel had not been taught that God might speak to him. So he thought it was Eli calling him, and so, and Eli's confused. I mean, he's obviously drowsy and half awake and half asleep. Go away, shush. What's the matter with you? I didn't call you. For quite a few times, I think, actually, more than is necessary. Um, Eli pointed then Samuel in the right direction to listen for God, because Eli suddenly got it, because the adult did know that God does speak, and he suddenly realised, oh, it's probably God, because I didn't call him. There's no one else here. Oh, this is what you need to do. And then Samuel, as many children do, did as he was told. You see, the thing is, we think of children as being naughty and doing not as we tell them. But actually, you will find, especially in Christian ministry, children will quickly do the thing you said to do. And so when it comes to spirituality, children are very fast at doing what they're told. And Samuel immediately followed the instructions that were given to him by Samuel. And then the conversation between God and Samuel begins to flow freely. And that's the rest of the book of Samuel for you right there. This Old Testament story is a great indicator of what we can do as a church to help raise children in faith and what we can expect from children. Because from Samuel's childhood experience, we can learn this. God chooses to speak to children. Children need to know that he might speak to them in order to be there listening and ready to hear him. So, We must teach our children that God will speak to them. We should encourage expectant hearts and spiritual listening, even in the young children, even in the youngest of children. Samuel, hearing God's voice, is an essential part of biblical history. Samuel grew up to be the prophet who appointed and anointed kings. I did not know that Mark was going to bring that up at the beginning as he opened the service. That's awesome. Did you look at my notes? And you you did make my slides. Okay, but I just think how awesome it all comes together. Because the job of appointing kings takes the adult Samuel, he's now grown up, to another lesson about God's view of children. So let's read that story in part. So Samuel has gone to the house of Jesse to anoint one of his sons to be king. Samuel knows from God one of the children that are born from Jesse are going to be king, but he doesn't know which one. So the the children come before him one at a time. 1 Samuel 16, verse 6 to 7. When they came, he looked on Eliab and thought, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees, Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. One of the key verses in the whole of Scripture. And it's right there in that moment. 
And Samuel's the one who heard it. Thank God that Samuel heard the Lord and was anointed and appointed by God. So one by one, from the oldest to the youngest, Jesse's sons pass before Samuel and God says no to each one of them. 1 Samuel 16, let's pick up the story at verse 11 to 13. Then Samuel said to Jesse, are all your sons here? And he said, there remains yet the youngest. Say the youngest. Thank you, all of you now. Thank you, Dave. (laughs) Just keeping you awake. But behold, he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, send and get him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. And he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy and had beautiful eyes and was handsome. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord rushed upon David from that day forward. David, a young, handsome, rugged boy, He's just, you know, you can imagine he's dirty. He's been out in the field and he's just like a little scrap of a kid has come in and God has said, not this nice, handsome, tall, strong man, Eliab. No, 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 no. This small person here is going to be king because Samuel's listening to God, because he's been practicing it since a child, because he knows what the word of the Lord is telling him. And, you know, I think like Eli... The priest eventually got there. And Samuel, we need to realise and we need to then believe and expect that God is choosing and using and speaking to children. This means we take them seriously, guys. We take them properly seriously. They're conduits of God's spirit. They don't receive a junior spirit. Do you realise that? There isn't, there's not a primary, you know, an infant spirit and then a primary spirit and then a secondary spirit and then you get the full spirit. There's one spirit, the Holy Spirit. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in them, in the children, as he does in you and me. And I think that especially in the UK, and I do say especially in the UK, but I mean, you know, maybe it is a worldwide problem. I only have experience, great experience of the UK, and I do think we're a bit cynical about children. And I think as adults, we limit children in the UK too much. We expect very little of them, so we get very little from them. They're not empowered. We don't empower them and say, go, listen to the Lord. What's he going to say next? And um, I just caught my sister's eye for a minute, and I just suddenly remembered a moment when uh, her child heard the Lord very clearly and saw a picture of like angels on the roof and stuff. It was powerful. It was powerful. We need to expect and respect. And how young that child was, I can't remember, but very young. We need to know that any age child could be delivering a word from the Lord, a picture from the Lord, and they can minister in the gifts of the Lord. But very often we limit them. We don't empower them, and we're not expectant, so they themselves do not seek anything. They don't expect anything themselves. But you know, when we do expect and empower children in church, an awesome thing happens. 
And so I waited till now to say what I was trying to say earlier. Many of you know I was a children's pastor, and that was not training in ministry to become a senior pastor of a church. That was as important, if not more important, than what I do now today, because it's so important, that job of looking after children and bringing up children in the Lord. So I used to be a children's pastor, and I have some experience, therefore, of what children can do when given the expectation and the encouragement to seek God for themselves for real in power. A key verse for children's ministry is Proverbs 22, verse 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. So it's a different version to what I'm used to saying, so it got me stuck. So when he is old, he will not depart from it. So you train the child up and you set them going, and then they will continue to grow and learn. And in my opinion, and it's quite a strong opinion, (laughs) a children's ministry in a church should be actually supporting parents and guardians in their role in training the child up. Because to be honest, a children's ministry in a church has one to two hours, if that, with the children per week, but the parent has constant in and out time with the child. So my opinion is, and it is my opinion, but it's a strong one, my opinion is that, um, that actually the main role of train a child up in the way he should go, and even when he is old, he will not depart from it. That instruction is for parents and guardians, and the children's ministry exists to support you in that. So they will be backing it up. And as someone said the other day, they will be teaching it, and and the children will sometimes listen to them more than they listen to you, so fair enough. They like to hear it from someone else as well. Um, But you need to be inputting it yourself. It is your responsibility for your children as well. I'm passionate about it, you can tell. Train a child in the way he should go. I wasn't just a dog trainer, I'm a children's trainer, and I'm really passionate about it. You see, Eli, the priest, had trained the young boy Samuel to do some ritual things in the temple, but he'd failed to train Samuel to expect and listen for God's voice speaking directly to him. He'd failed to give him this information, to help him know. And many of us do the same sort of thing with our children, with children in general, children in our lives. We may read a Bible story with a child. We've read the story, go to bed. We didn't pause. We didn't ask or discuss or take that little extra time together with the child to say, what might God be saying to us tonight about this or this morning about this? What is specifically God's word to us today? We show a child how to pray to God, but not often do we remind them to listen or even teach them to listen for God's voice talking back. We show a child to be kind. We teach them to be kind to others, but we forget to teach them to be moved by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit towards others to notice the child in the playground who needs care and love and to pop over because God has enlightened that. It's God that leads them to do kind acts. We show a child to speak politely, but we forget to teach them to speak out God's words in power. The big lesson for many of us here today is that God chooses and uses children in his work. And that is something 
In Hope Church, we believe very strongly in. God's spirit dwells in them and they are capable and empowered for more than we expect of them right now. And I don't mean in a nice, cute way. And I thought about showing you a video of a child. In fact, there's a group of children. I'm going to tell you about the video now for some reason. Um, I may find it again. I think I deleted it with all my notes. Um, It's on YouTube. It's a child um, as part of a group of children. They're clearly the children's ministry. They've been given the microphone for some reason. And the child is calling out in tongues. You know, he's speaking in tongues. He's about 12 years old. The other children are behind him, and they're like this. They are praying. They're fully in the spirit. You can tell that they are in the spirit too. And he is just speaking in tongues, and then he starts to declare, and he declares the word of the Lord in the place. There are adults and teenagers watching, but these are 12, 13-year-olds, maybe younger. It's hard to tell when you look at a video. Um, And and that's what I expect from children. That is what I expect from children. Um, He he declares, you know, um, he declares stuff and it's biblical and it's spot on. And it's something that if I saw, we don't even see that ourselves very often in the grown-up world these days. But Maybe it's because I go to the wrong, I don't go to any conferences, that's probably it. I'd like it more in Hope Church too. Let's be declaring. Let's be speaking out. Let's be doing it. Um, you know, but the children can do that. And now I've completely lost my place. Okay, yes. So I don't mean the nice, cute way. I don't mean, oh, look, he drew a nice picture. Look, isn't that lovely? And God may be speaking to us through the picture, which, by the way, I've also had. Very cute, lovely picture. And you suddenly go, oh, That is God saying something to us all. So that's good too. But what I'm saying is it's not just a nice, cute way that God uses children. I mean, full power and fire of heaven flowing through the child. Can I be real with you? I already am. I would rather a child pray for my healing than most adults. I really would. I'm sorry. Don't be offended. But I want unfiltered faith. (laughs) I want somebody to pray for me who can combat my own cynicism, my own hardness of heart, my own lack of faith because I've been suffering for so long. A child's expectation and innocent openness to God's awesome power is what I need when I need healing. I need a child just to say, well, God heals, so I'll pray for your healing. God, please heal her. Amen. And something happens because I've seen it happen. I know it happens. Children are not the church of tomorrow. They're the church of today, the same as you. They're not ministers in waiting. They're already in ministry. Whenever they pray or declare the word of God over a situation, they are ministering, same as you. And God responds to them. You see, they can do it. We just forget to ask them to do it. Remember, we are all in training all of our lives. Training never stops. I keep telling people this with dogs, and people with dogs don't like to hear this. But training doesn't stop. It shouldn't stop. Why should it stop? Actually, we have the wrong idea of training, I think, when we start to think it should stop. We're all in training all our lives. None of us are pros at life. We all experiment, test, and try things, and learn and grow through a cycle of victories and trials. We're all doing it all the time. 2 Timothy 3, 14 to 17 says, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it. 
And how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Timothy had been trained in the way he should go from his childhood. Thank God for mothers and grandmothers, because that's who taught Timothy. He was familiar with scripture because the adults in his life had already taught him them. Paul tells him here that all scripture is useful for training in righteousness and that Timothy is encouraged to continue in what he learned. That means continue in the training because we're never done with training. Paul then goes on in his instructions to Timothy, have nothing to do with irreverent silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. You see, this morning, the children have gone out to age-appropriate training right now. Whilst you are in here receiving age-appropriate training, (laughs) there's no difference other than how much Play-Doh, crafts and games we apply to the training. There is no difference. Children can carry as much, if not more, of God's Holy Spirit as you. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in them. And in my experience, and that's why I say more, (laughs) children rarely block the Holy Spirit. They just allow him to flow and they just say what comes out their mouth and they don't filter it and it is powerful. Because they are awesome power conductors of God. And I think it's helpful at that point to remember that God promised his Holy Spirit for all flesh. Joel 2, 28 to 29 says, and it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit. Nobody is left out in that story. Basically, you don't get to get too old, but you're never too young either. You're never too male or female. (laughs) All are included. And personally, and I haven't got time to share stories from it, but I want you to know that I have seen, I have witnessed personally children bring prophetic pictures and words, share the gospel and lead someone to Christ. And I have have to elaborate on that one a little bit. Young girls leading skater boys and not you know, don't see that the wrong way, Um, (laughs) to Jesus, bringing the gospel to them. I've seen children speak in tongues. I've heard children speak in tongues. I've seen them pray and declare healing and then receive the miracles. I have seen them give testimony to God's work in their lives week in, week out. You give them an opportunity and they're all at it. Once they start thinking of it, they're ready every week for it. I've seen them lay hands on and pray for adults who then got slain in the spirit and went down. I've seen it all. When children are told they can, then you will see them do. In my experience, children on the whole 
absorb good teaching quickly, as I said earlier. They're like fresh new sponges, and they don't have all this other stuff that hardens them off of taking in advice or flowing in as much Holy Spirit as is poured out. Jesus said, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. I hope that today I have inspired you to see the potential inside any young people or children in your own lives. And I also have to give us here in this room, before they come back, an opportunity to receive the kingdom of God like a child, because that is what the scripture says. To such belongs the kingdom of God. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. You have heard that many times. What it's saying is there's no reason anyone should perish. God decides that all are saved. And he couldn't have made it easier. I'm always quoting it. (laughs) Romans 10 verse 9. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You see, you apply salvation to yourself. He already did it on the cross. You just accept it. And this is why the instruction in Romans says, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. It gives you the way to apply that salvation upon yourself, declaring it loud and proud to the earth and the heavenlies, making sure both humanity and the spiritual realm know where your life is now hooked up to. That's why we have to speak it out. It's so simple. Declare it over yourself, choose to believe it in your heart, and it's done. And children will accept that gospel truth on face value, and they will hurry to appropriate it. Sorry. Adults, many times, many, 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 many times, will hear this message and dilly or dally. They'll say, I need to think about that more. You've made me think. You've really made me think. I'm going to think about it. And then they forget to. Uh, I love Gone with the Wind, both in book form and film. Scarlett O'Hara said, I'll think about it tomorrow. Tomorrow is another day. But the Bible says tomorrow is not promised. Benjamin Franklin said, do not put off to tomorrow what can be done today. Good advice, I think. If I was teaching children this today, this is how I might help a child take the step of faith and make it personal for themselves. I would suggest we would say something like this together aloud, and I'm going to read it to you now. I want you to pay attention to it because I'm going to ask you to speak it out with me in a moment as a declaration over yourself. So if you don't agree with it, you shouldn't speak it out. You must have take authority over your own body and what you want to agree with and don't agree with, okay? I totally give you permission as lead pastor of this church to do that. Don't speak it out if you don't mean it. So this is what I would suggest children speak out with me. Jesus is my Lord. I believe that his death and resurrection was all that was needed to make me right with God. I receive the kingdom of God. This means I want God's Holy Spirit to fill me, to help me, guide me, teach me, and empower me every day of my life. I am saved, I am healed, and I am on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. And amen just means I agree. So those who don't want to speak out get the chance to just say amen and feel like they have come in agreement with it at the last moment. They can come in at the last hurdle. Now, adults add stuff or overthink it or worry about how it might mean they have to change things in their lives. And can I just say, if you think that, it's likely you know that stuff's already really bad for you. 
Because if you think you need to change it, you might have to change God might make me change it. You probably should anyway. Just putting it out there. But children will just say yes to Jesus. Every opportunity you give them. And many people working in children's ministry will know that a child will come to Jesus and you give them, and this week we're giving them a certificate for coming to Jesus. And then next week they're getting a, people who come to Jesus get a little Bible book. And, and they go, yeah, I want that. I want to come to Jesus again. And they come and they get the Bible book. And you think they're coming for the sticker, for the certificate, for the Bible. Well, no, they're not. They're also growing in their understanding of God. And they will come to Jesus hundreds of times. Who wants to pray the prayer to be friends with Jesus? I do. Okay, let's pray the prayer. You prayed it last week. No, no, no. No, don't do that. Never. Yes, you prayed it last week. Let's pray it again and again and again. So... Just before we bring the children back into the room to take communion together today, which I would say give them notice, can you? Um, I'm asking you to respond as a child and make that declaration aloud with me today. Listen, it might be the first time you've ever made a declaration like this. It might be the third time, or it might be the hundredth time you've accepted Jesus into your heart. Children don't count. They just do it repeatedly. So I don't care if you've done this and you've been ministering in the Spirit for hundreds of years. I want you to pray it with me. (laughs) Just do it repeatedly. So if you agree with those words I already read to you, we're going to say them aloud and proud now. Are you ready? Let's go. Jesus is my Lord. I believe that his death and resurrection was all that was needed to make me right with God. I receive the kingdom of God. This means I want God's Holy Spirit to fill me, to help me, guide me, teach me, and empower me every day of my life. I am saved, I am healed, and I am on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. Amen. That's how we used to finish a prayer in children's ministry. Um, Okay, let's pray just before the worship team come and start leading us into communion. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that you consider children to be so precious, that you desire that we be more like them in our faith walk. Help us to grow in the area of expectation and encouragement towards the younger members of our congregation. Oh Lord, may we see your Holy Spirit free flowing through the children and adults of Hope Church with power and miraculous happenings because the kingdom of God belongs to us who are such as your precious children. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you have chosen us to be here for such a time as this. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth and in us as it is in heaven. We receive you anew today. Amen.